is episode 24 of the Improv London podcast with this week's guest, Faye Bran. This ain't gonna be easy. Welcome to episode 24. I had a great time talking to Faye. We talked about the improv scene in Dubai, the use of props in improv, and theatre sports in London. Faye Bran, welcome to the Improv London podcast. Hi, thank you. (laughs) It's an honour to be here. Well, no, I'm very very, very glad that you're here. I'm I'm very glad that you're here. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, I'm not the most professional uh, interviewers. I think you're slowly uh, learning. But anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. Okay. So uh, it's uh, 45 minutes. You, all about you. We want to learn about you. Okay. And uh, some schools of improv feel that at the start of the scene you should uh, establish the who, what and where. Right. Not everybody. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying some schools like to do it. Okay. So we should probably paint a picture for the listeners. Of who, who, what and where. And what and where. Okay. Um, Well, um, I, uh, as an improviser, let's, let's not go through the whole of my life. Oh, um, that, that was half my post-it note was... Uh, was the, was the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so, yes, so I arrived back in London. We'll do, just do this in reverse order because it's easier. Um, so I arrived back in London last summer, having spent nine years living in Dubai. Wow. And uh, I had a fairly um, checkered time over there. I, uh, I moved over there with my husband. Uh, for his job so I went over there jobless and friendless and um, childless and we were I think we'd been married about six weeks at the time and uh, and nine years later we came home with you know the entire contents of a house and a six-year-old and um, and I had an improv career which I didn't have when I when I when I first went over there Um, and uh, so yes so I arrived in London um, in July last year and I'd been doing a lot of improv in Dubai which feel free to ask me about that yes and I will go on but anyway I I basically was starving for attention by about September (laughs) and uh, that's all improv is please just just pay me attention I just needed somebody to applaud me validate me you want to see his validation yeah exactly and so um, I started doing a few classes here and there and uh, I did a couple of workshops with um, Hoopla and Maydays, and actually that's where I met. I did a John Cromer workshop, oh, yeah. um, and uh, bumped into Steve Rowe there, um, and he messaged me afterwards and was like, "Oh, you're Faye from Dubai." Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, my <laughs> reputation apparently precedes wow. me. Wow. And uh, and he he said, "Oh, you know, are you thinking about getting a team together at all?" And, I, and so I was really excited because I thought, oh my God, he's going to ask me to be on a team. I'm like, How exciting from one workshop. That's awesome. And then the email read, because if you'd like to, then I'm happy to support you in finding, in finding some people. So I was like, okay, no, 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 that's cool. That, that's fine. And, um, and in the meantime, I'd signed up to do a monkey toast course, which I also did. 
Um, and so met a few people on that. And then it got so kind of towards Christmas. And I was like, actually, do you know what? I think I do want to like do my own thing. And I'd, I'd done a lot of um, uh, Keith Johnston formats in Dubai. And uh, so I decided that that would be the way to go. So, wow. So, yes. And I, I'm happy to talk at length about any of that the above. <laughs> but that is the, that is the what, yes. I guess. Um, who, <laughs> I don't know, is just some sort of middle-aged housewife who got bored and needed applause. Um, well, about you. What about and, me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one came out wrong. I said that wrong. <laughs> Can we do that again? Yeah, I mean, enough about me. What about you? Oh. <laughs> Never mind. It's going well. It's going well. Carry on. Yeah. You're doing much better than I am. Uh, and I had a sleep. I and had I've sleep. done the where. I've done it. Yes. Who, what, where. That's it. Brilliant. There we are. Brilliant. Excellent. Here. Here we are. In a pub. In a pub in Epsom. In Epsom. If anyone wants to come on the podcast, London you get prior- podcast in, you get priority in Epsom. If you're going to come to my local <laughs> pub. Um, but uh, yes, so, uh, well, yeah, that's, there's loads of things to talk about there. Yeah, it's probably Let's, half of your post it now, I should imagine. Or at least three, maybe three quarters of it, even. Yes, yeah. it is, actually. Yeah. Yes, most there of it. Most, not everyone gets a post-it note of, of research, so, you know. I'm, I'm honoured. <laughs> um, let's talk about Faye of Dubai. Faye of Dubai. That was so renowned that Steve Rowe, I mean, he's a plugged-in guy. I mean, he does know a lot about improv, perhaps more than anyone. Uh, so it's, but still, Dubai is a long way away. It is a long way away. What's the improv scene like in Dubai? Well, the improv scene in Dubai was completely and utterly non-existent. Um, much like the theatre scene in Dubai or the art scene in Dubai or anything in Dubai that wasn't shopping for <laughs> quite a long time. And uh, But when my son turned one, which was in 2007, um, I was going a little bit crazy and needed to get out of the house and do something. And um, I stumbled across a, like an acting uh, course. And I'd done a lot of musical theatre in the past, but right. I hadn't done any straight acting. Um, and it was just a six week long, they called it the Desert Monologues, and it was just a six week long thing run by somebody. And um, somebody, he's now like my really good friend, run by this random person. You have the accuracy um, of Jacqueline Black. <laughs> when it comes to facts and people. Okay, it was run by my very good friend and artistic director of the Courtyard Playhouse in Dubai, Kevinsley Dickinson. Thank there you we very go. much. Um, and uh, he, and it's just a six week long course where you do like various exercises and a lot of it is actually improv exercises and team building and that kind of thing. And then at the end of the course, you, during the course, you learn a monologue and then you deliver the monologue at the end to an audience. Um, and so that was sort of the first time I'd been out on stage for about six years and seven years. And I, I was like, I just loved it. I, like, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Brilliant. And so I just wanted to do more. So then, like, Kemsley's, this course was basically the only game in town. And then he decided he was going to put a play on, which I was then in. And it was a beautiful play called Almost Main, um, which is just a series of vignettes of... Um, uh, so all set in the same place, and it's a place where you can see the northern lights, somewhere in Alaska, very North America anyway, um, and you can see the northern lights, and um, and it's just quite a magical play, and it's just about relationships, basically, and um, and so I've, I've played a, a part in that, 
And that, when that was over, we were all, you know, sitting around afterwards, as you do after you've done a production and you've been rehearsing and, like, all part of a team, we were just sitting there. We were like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And, um, and we were in the pub and I just said to Kenzie, like, can't we just get together and do some of those, like, that game stuff that we did for the yeah. monologue scores? And, and he went, what, you mean, like, just making stuff up? <laughs> so, so I was like, well, yeah. And... He, and so he said, um, yeah, okay, yeah we, we, yeah, we could do that. So um, we got together in his, hello bird. That's the first time <laughs> we've ever been nature. called by a bird. <laughs> you can tell we're not in London anymore. <laughs> um, You'll get your own episode later on. Don't get crashing this one. Quiet. Um, it's probably not been picked up on the microphone <laughs> at all. Everyone's like, what? Um, yeah, so anyway, we met up once a week in Kemsey's living room, armed with a few books, Impro for Storytellers, um, and uh, the Keith Johnson one. one, And the one from the other lot, the name escapes me. Truth in Comedy? That's the one. (laughs) Uh, Truth in Comedy. The other lot. The other lot. You know what I mean. No, I know Um, what you mean, and I want to explore that a little bit later on. Yeah, we can explore that, actually, (laughs) because I don't mean that in actual fact, but I just couldn't remember the name, and it was the easiest point of reference to just go like... Yeah, but I knew who you meant when you said the other one. (laughs) Um, So we just used to meet up, and we used to try stuff out of their books, and, uh, and I think it was about, I don't know, maybe six or seven weeks in we decided it would be fun to try a Harold <laughs> seven, reason I love seven weeks in I with a book I love that but, yeah. <laughs> actually is a more common um, story than you might think we've had two or three people on this offer cars that have gone oh yeah we'll give that so a we try that. that's going to be easy out of a book um, and yeah but we just kept experimenting and just kept trying different things and um playing games and doing some short form and then we looked at ascats and 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 some other bits and pieces and then um kems turned up one night and said oh we've got a gig and we were like what we've got a gig it's the image literature festival <laughs> like oh so nothing small mate. and um so i think we've probably been together six or seven months by that point in time and i mean you know we were self-taught we weren't doing too badly but you know we were self-taught so anyway we did this gig and then we did then we got another gig so we did that as well (laughs) and then we got another gig after that so we did that one too was there much competition uh, no because we're the only improv (laughs) team in town right so nobody knew any better anyway was there a name for the group uh oh there were so many names Um, i think we started with dearly deported that was the first one and then um and we operated as dearly well no first of all we we were so when we first started the group just got bigger and bigger because everybody heard about it and everybody wanted in so fridays got to be this massive jam in in kems's living room which is dubai so the living room in fairness was sizable church hall size um but then uh, we we started a splinter group uh, on a Tuesday. And, so uh, did you choose the people that you liked most out of the, the bigger group to be in the splinter group? Pretty much. <laughs> That's all right, then. That's yeah. what I'd have done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. Definitely, in fact. Um, but it also happened to be the, the older uh, set of oh, right. people. For, it just happened that way. So anyway, we called ourselves... 
uh, and then oh god what happened we ended up being called too old for tuesdays but i can't remember what like i think we moved again to mondays or something anyway. <laughs> so too old for tuesdays then we were dearly deported which was like the team that actually went out and and, and did some stuff and then uh kems was a drama teacher at the time and uh, and he sort of turned up one day and said i've jacked my job in and we've rented a warehouse in Alcoz, which is an industrial area in Dubai. And we're going to turn it into a theatre. Wow. And come take a look. And it was an absolute <laughs> shit hole. Oh, no. <laughs> it was just this empty space with yellow walls and wires hanging out the ceiling and no air con. So in Dubai, yeah. that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and we were like, okay you're going to turn this into a theatre fine. He was like, yeah, no, it's going to be great. And, and the place where it was at was called the courtyard. So, so he said, it's going to be called the courtyard playhouse and you're going to be the courtyard players, like you're going to be the house team and, and this is what we're going to do. And um, so they started renovating and within about, I don't know, two, three months, something like that, the whole thing had been ripped out and we started out with, you know, black floor, black walls, yeah. like black box. And then they got some seats in and um, and it ended up, we crowdfunded as well um, and did lots of video promotions and everything else. And it is now the most stunning. Yeah. And this is, so I think it's two years after its official opening. So I think they've owned it for three years outright. Um, and it's now the most beautiful studio theatre you could possibly imagine. Yeah. It's got, it's 70 seater full stage which is it's yeah that's this is not very descriptive it's <laughs> it's like twice as big as that concrete wow. area yeah, so yeah. it's about that's... about three times the size of the miller stage yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that wow. with Double. doors windows yeah, yeah. um little mouse holes that you can crawl wow. through um the backstage area is full with props and toys to play with, <laughs> um, full lighting, sound rig, and and it's purely is dedicated to improv and comedy. Right. Um, and so, once it was, once we were allowed audience in because the place wouldn't catch fire or they wouldn't <laughs> go through the, the rain seating or anything like that, we then started doing weekly shows. Um, and I think. Somewhere around that point, we've discovered theatre sports. Right, excellent. And we were like, well, we've got this theatre now, so let's let's play. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it just really suited everyone. Um, for whatever reason, it it just seemed to click with everybody. And uh, and so we, I think actually, yeah, theatre sports was sort of the opening night of the theatre right um and our team won so this brings me to my main concern about theatre sports go on but i approach this from a complete position of ignorance mm -hmm. so i i accept that i don't like sport okay so would you like to explain how theatre sports work sure so Theatre sports, I should just say, like from then on in, I'm just going to finish off my little Go story about Dubai. Yes, of course. So we did some theatre sports and then we did a bit of maestro as well. And in the meantime, uh, we then appeared on the radar for the International Theatre Sports Institute, the ITI. 
and because this because you were doing their format without having asked permission. No, no, no. <laughs> we were we, we had permission <laughs> right. and and everything. But then they started to send over some people, obviously, right. to coach us and everything else. So cool. we had a lovely guy called Jeff Dolan coming over from Australia who did a lot of work with us but then Patty Styles came over cool. and worked with us and she's been over a couple of times and uh, and then most recently Sean Kinley came over as well and in between they've had other teachers coming over so it's so it's become gone from being a you know group of us who all liked each other in Kems's living room to this beautiful theatre with international teachers coming in to train workshop uh, Sean's just done two months there as a um, artistic director in residence wow. so so that to go right back because I am capable of doing this short form people do have memory like, <laughs> um, as well um, although my cast might <laughs> might argue with that anyway to go right back to the beginning um, the reason why Steve had heard of me nice thank you <laughs> Uh, I nearly forgot I was going to say no, that, that as well. Good, good. Um, the reason why Steve had heard of me is because Kemsley has been over every summer um, to see shows, meet people, talk to people who are running their own things uh, here right. as yes. well. So that he's taking back, like every year, he's taking back knowledge back to Dubai and saying like this is how or not how I want to, to do things and everything else. And he had met Steve. Hooray! <laughs> and said, oh, I, th and I think he'd messaged him or something and said, like, my team captain is deserting us and coming over to London. Uh, so that uh, is right. why I was Faye from Dubai. Fair enough. No, I thought there was going to be a lot more of a... That's a lovely reason. I thought it was going to be a lot more of a, a terrible reason. For <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> There, there may be reasons as well. <laughs> that's the official that's line, the official and I'm sticking that's to it. That's what we're going like, with on the record. That's it. So, yes. So there we go. So that that's answers to the first question. Um, Theatre sports. Okay. So to an audience, in a nutshell, theatre sports is teams of improvisers challenging each other to scenes and games. It's had a lot of bad press, um, I think. And um, people, some people tend to think it's a little bit old-fashioned, a little bit old hat. Um, Johnstonian improv, short-form improv, is not in vogue in London at the moment. I, I don't think this. particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you know, sometimes it just it tends to be thought of as the inferior to the to the long form. I love short form. I love long form as well, but I love short form. What? And do you know what? Uh, when I see you know, I just, oh, it's, it's just joyful, and I'd be quite happy to watch it, you know, if I'm watching, like, you know, four acts on, and they're all long form, and by the end of it, I mean, I love improv, and I love most of the people in the improv scene, but by the end of it, you think, oh, God, sake. There is something, I mean, I've tried both, I really have tried both, and I've tried hard with long form, but there is something magical about being able to create something in two or three minutes. Yes and it fail or succeed or whatever but then you just go done yeah i'm done yeah i'm done with that yeah. it was brilliant yeah <laughs> it was awesome but it's now over and now i'm going to go do something else yeah and um and i just 
think that there's something wonderful about doing that and and being able to create that and it and it's just such a lovely energy um and i i think it can be just i was just about to say maybe it's not as deep and meaningful as long form but i'm going to correct myself and say i think it can be just as beautiful and deep and meaningful and truthful as anything that long form can put out there um it's just it's condensed so if it's not somebody else's cup of tea they've only got to sit through it for two minutes and then it's over and then and then I'm they a, can move on to the next I'm thing i'm a big fan of that um, yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah but 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 the audience they come to watch teams of improvisers competing against each other but that's not really what they get what they get is this beautiful collaboration because when you first start playing theatre sports, it's all about winning, right? And I, I'm horribly competitive. <laughs> and so this has taken a long while to... If Kemsey's listening to this, he'll be like, she's still competitive! <laughs> she's so competitive! But um, it's taken me a long while to appreciate why winning it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I do appreciate it now. <laughs> and I have been recently in shows uh, in, in Dubai and and here where I honestly couldn't if I don't care I actually don't care who wins and that's the objective really of all of it is the audience shouldn't care who wins either they should be entertained by this variety of stuff and see two teams who yes are outwardly challenge, challenging each other but that also are supporting each other on stage yeah, so yeah. they're scene painting for each other they are um, jumping into a scene when it needs help. Yes. Um, they are giving a challenge that an, the other team will shine at. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and, and when I talk to my teams, I, like, before the show now, I'm saying, like, get together in your matches. So not your teams, but the two teams that are playing against each other and talk about your goals, like what you want to achieve out of this match. Do you want a monologue to come out of it? Do you want a serious scene to come out of it? Do you want to make sure that you play at least a couple of games and what will those games look like? They're your goals for the match. Yeah. So between you, make it happen. Yes. Make those happen. And so, um, so it's not competitive even though that's what the audience sees yes. it really isn't competitive and I've been really lucky um, in the fact that I've managed to amass this just beautiful team of improvisers who are all on that page like and they leave and I mean we're all improvisers we've all got enormous egos because there's just no way <laughs> that you can say oh yes um, well what I do for fun or for a living is walk on stage and make stuff up and expect people to applaud <laughs> yes. it um, I, I don't even bother learning other people's scripts yeah yeah whatever I come up with is exactly is good enough is better <laughs> yeah so but but you know I was very clear when I started doing the casting for it and I was like you you leave your ego at the door because this is a team effort and sometimes you won't even be cast sometimes you'll be working the scenography um, we call them the snoggers or you might be on the lighting desk as a lighting improviser or you might be doing the scores like the, because there's so many moving parts of this show yeah. you're not always going to be on stage for it yes. so you have to park your yeah. but I'm more important than everybody else <laughs> um, thing at the door yes. or don't do it 
yeah, yeah. Um, so I so I was kind of like crystal clear about that from the start, and and as a result, just have this lovely group of people who just. How many people? Because I don't. Here's a, here's <laughs> Hundreds. A, yeah, here's a little tip. Here's a little tip for podcasts. Never start naming people unless you're confident of naming all the people in a class or a group. You've got hundreds. Now, was this a deliberate choice? Because you mentioned that you had big class, a big group in Dubai. Yeah. So, to run a theatre sports night, it's two hours of improv, and it's three matches. So, if you say roughly that you need three people on a team, then you're talking 18 people. Oh, right. Before you've even got out of the gate. Right, yes. Because then you need a host and you need somebody to do the scores and you need a couple of people working with the props and, and right. the scenography and um, there's judges to think about. Um, and so, yes, I currently, I added it up actually before I came out, <laughs> I have a team of 30 people. Wow. <laughs> I, I think in fairness, when, I, when Steve first suggested, are oh, you thinking of getting a team together, 30 people wasn't really what either of us yes. had in mind. I'm going to get a team together and it's going to be the I'm biggest in all of London. <laughs> it will all be mine. <laughs> I will all be my precious. So, so yeah, yeah, I didn't really necessarily think that all the way through but anyway there are 30 people now. <laughs> and uh, you know I mean a lot of them are on other teams and so they're not always available yeah. every month which is the other reason for having a, a bigger group of people than I need is so that we can uh, make allowances for yes. Yes. availability um, but yeah so I've so I've got, and they're all you know I mean Steve is actually on the team um, I've got another few incredibly experienced improvisers, far more experienced than I am with my meagre three years of stage time. <laughs> um, and I've got people who are just, it's their first team. Wow. Um, and, but the beauty of the format is that we play three matches in the night. So the first match is um, made a mixture of people that have had stage time, are on teams, and also people that haven't had that much stage time. Um, and the beauty of theatre sports is that it makes it's a really easy format for people that are starting out because you have three judges who not just they don't just score the scenes they actually um, they direct them as well. All right. So the judges sit there and if a scene is not working, then they can say fall in love or uh, cut right, to yeah, the yeah, hospital yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or do any of those things or um, you know I'd like you to come forward and explain why you feel in this particular way so so it's wonderful because it's so safe yes, like, yes. and as a beginner improviser yes. to not beginner beginner but you yeah, know beginner yeah, performer yeah, if yeah, you yeah. like to be able to have a, almost like a workshop environment where somebody's yeah. it's saying like come forward or stay or whatever it's just this great safe place where they can just grow in confidence and grow in experience and then they get to watch the next two matches where the more experienced players are playing right, yeah. um, and be part of that and watch what's going on as well and I, I mean I think you you learn so much by watching as oh, well yeah, as doing it yes, yes, um, yes. But, um, but yeah so I just think it's just this fantastic uh, format really yes. and have you used real props? We use real props. Whoa, oh, mind my blown. <laughs> What's going on there? 
so crazy I have, format. I have this most enormous suitcase, um, which is getting bigger by the show, actually. I've <laughs> got the expander out now. I can barely carry it on the tube. Um, but, um, but yes, I, I made the mistake of taking it along to rehearsals um, like the first time it came out. So this isn't a theatre sports thing, this is a Faye thing? No, it's a theatre sports, oh, sports thing. Um, so what you're looking for with theatre sports is variety. Um, what Keith says, to quote Keith, Keith um, <laughs> is what the audience doesn't want to see is soup followed by soup followed by soup. So the, you have to be aware of what's going on through the show and what the shape of the show is and you have to do that as a player and as a judge and director and everything else so that each challenge that you're offering and each scene that you're doing is different from what's gone before right, yes so um, that means you're looking at comedy versus a, a truthful scene right yeah, straight yeah, scene yeah. if you will yeah. if you will you're looking at a speed of a scene fast-paced slow-paced silent you're looking at the length of scene so it could be a one-liner or it could be five minutes long if it's a really you know there's music involved wow. you can have music involved wow um song uh you can do a fast-paced you know ridiculous challenge um one of my all-time favorites in dubai was to be challenged to do a scene while we ate a box of salt and vinegar, like a pack of salt and vinegar <laughs> Pringles. And, um, and the team who challenged, because whichever team challenges goes first. Right. So they opened up their Pringles box and handed them all out to the audience and just did the scene while the audience ate the Pringles. Right. So for variety, we couldn't do that again. <laughs> so we were like, well, we're just going to have to eat them. So there were, there were three of us, and we sat and ate salt and vinegar Pringles, and we went, <laughs> like, mouth dry, going to, you know, explode from Pringles. I haven't actually eaten a Pringles since then. <laughs> Our mouths went numb for two days afterwards. It was hideous. Um, but you'll get silly challenges like that. You might get like, you know, lip sync battles or, you know, so there's a bit of silly as well as, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as well as the series. But as I say, the, the, the object of it is to provide that variety. And it, within that comes the props because they help create worlds right. and, um, and give a little bit of um, theater yes. to the whole thing. Yes. And I mean, it's called theater sports. Yes. Um, and so, so yes, it's a very different departure, and I think I've sort of grown up with it in my improv career. So I don't find props, like I like props, yes. but they're just props. Yes. But when I open the suitcase at rehearsal, <laughs> there were like 25 children yeah. in the room. We've just never had like, these things <gasps> to play with before. Oh, these props, <laughs> look how exciting they are, and there's a hat. <laughs> and, um, and just super excited, but it is just so joyous. And I actually have now, I don't take them to rehearsals anymore. <laughs> I save them for the show. Brilliant. Because they're so excited. <laughs> but at the first show, we, I've got this bone, like plastic bone that's about two feet long, and that appeared in almost every scene. So I've actually had to confiscate the bone. The bone. <laughs> you can't have the bone anymore. It's just appearing really randomly. Like. Um, but the beauty with props and, and set and everything is, you know, and I was saying to them, you know, you put two chairs together and stick a blanket over the top. It's a sofa. Yes. Um, you know, we've got candles that light, you know, the electric candles that light up that you can use. Wow. We've got um, aprons and yeah. the bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and various hats and 
jackets and and it's just well, it's something that's still underutilized because honestly people aren't used to yeah. having them. I don't um, think I've ever seen it. And uh, but it's just nice. Occasionally we had a lovely one in the last show where we'd asked uh, for the for the sonographers to inspire the the scene and they put a photograph frame down and um, and one of the girls, Sophia, came forward and did a monologue um, and, it, and it was about her marriage breaking down and she had the picture, now the, the, the photo frame, now the photo frame has got a terrible photo from like the 1980s or something <laughs> in it of a husband and wife um, but it was just, and so she was referring to it and said, you know, I don't have my awful perm anymore or whatever, but it was just really a really touching thing and it it would have been okay without the photo yeah. frame, but there was just something lovely about her holding this photo yeah. frame and and doing this monologue about her marriage breaking down. It was, it was beautiful. So, um, so yeah, so I think they add. Yeah. And they can add a lot of fun as well. You know, I'm persuaded. Yeah. I'm on board. I want props now. Props in everything. Props in everything. Yeah. Um, so you also have, is it scenery? Do you have sets? No, we, we, we stick to, well, there just isn't room at no, the Miller. No. Um, with, you know, already six people effectively yes. on stage yes. on two teams. Um, Sorry, I'm, I don't know what this wild fantasy of like. <laughs> yes. You had like trapdoors and like trap all sorts of things. We built a like, trapdoor in the stage. <laughs> in the <middle. laughs> There's lots of room. Well, that would for be that. quite useful. We'll go straight to the bar. <laughs> um, you mentioned sonographers. What? What's? That's not a term I've heard before. The sonographers. Well, they are basically in charge of the props table. Right. Um, and we call them the snoggers and again this is like an element of theatre of the official theatre sports um, and you know a lot of people when they get given the job of snogger are like oh, great I'm on props <laughs> um, but it's interesting Sean Kinley made a career out of being a snogger at, at Loose Miss yeah. um, that was like and really explored it because you can make an offer for the same way as you can make an offer on stage yes. um, and you're always watching the action so if at any point in time they're referring to something or, or you know you can set the scene up so if the lights go down you've made a scene in a hotel or something and the lights go down there is nothing to stop a snob for coming on and placing an object which they would like to see in the scene oh, out there wow. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. by the time the lights come up I mean it's great for the improvisers as well because the lights come up and there's something random on the stage <laughs> and it's like okay well that my idea is just not going to happen so I'm going to throw that away and Brilliant. I'm going to go with what's yeah what's on the stage there so it really sort of helps with the spontaneity of everything as well yeah, um, that sounds great and uh, yeah so, so there's some lovely and the same goes with the lighting and the and the sound as well there's nothing stopping the lighting or, or sound imp from throwing anything out there really yes well that's that's something i've been exploring uh recently and i've been very much enjoying that just kind of and it's improvising but and you're contributing to the show but it's in a different way and mm. you know i'm only limited by my ignorance <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if anyone wants to show me around how to use the desk properly how to use the desk the Miller, yeah no we're uh, we're we're in the midst of training a few a few of our improvisers up so they can do yeah. it. Been watching but, YouTube uh, videos. Of, not uh, actually the Miller one. Of the Miller. Not the Miller. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
And, uh, I'll record Tom for you next time on Saturday. Yes, that would be good. That would be very handy. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's all, it's a show. It's proper theatre. Yes. And um, it's got lots of moving parts. And we're still a work in progress with it. I think it's fair to say, because we're on show three this, this weekend. Um, but everybody's working really hard and they're sort of all feverishly reading Keith's books. And, and, like, <laughs> which really I think is brilliant. To, to doing it, which is great. Because I, I mean, when, they, when we started, I just said, you know, I'm, I am not going to be teaching you improv because half of you have got more experience than I have. But I have done theatre sports. Yes. But, so that is what I can teach you and that's what I can share with you. And, um, and, and you're just going to have to put up with my my improvisation <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it's brilliant and, and the more diversity there is in the improv scene mm. I think the better and you know if everything was theatre sports you know then I'd say oh, oh, we need just, more uh, yeah. yeah but but equally you know it's, it's I mean, you have great. to be quite careful with it because it's actually like one of the key things is is creating longevity for a show like this because yeah. once the audience get used to the format then it's like well am I just going to be seeing the same thing ah. every month but just dished up in a slightly different way yeah, so that's yeah. really where the whole thing about variety comes in yes. and trying to push that truth um in in the hope that the audience do come back because they get to see something they don't get to see yes. in other short form yes. Yes. um and uh and yeah so that would be the key we'll see what the audiences are like this time next year <laughs> <laughs> see if i've succeeded or not and you've um You've been theming each of the nights. We have been. Is that a theatre sports thing or is that a fake no, thing? No, that's a, that's a, I stole it from Dubai, the idea from Dubai thing. Um, it's, it's purely a marketing. <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with the show. And actually we're just about to do the Game of Thrones one and everybody's gotten... <laughs> We've got so many Game of Thrones geeks in the cast. <laughs> Everyone got so overexcited about it. I actually had to say to them at rehearsal on, on Saturday, like, there will be no Game of Thrones <laughs> scenes at all in this show. Like, you can dress up, you can call yourselves the Night's Watch or whatever you want to do. But if I see a Game of Thrones reference in a scene, you will be scored at zero. I don't even have a zero card. No, it's that you will be scored zero. Um, because the whole point of the themes really is to hook. It's a hook. Yes, that's um, a brilliant hook. And, and the, it, it shouldn't detract from... Like, People are coming to watch the improv. Yes. They're not coming to watch you play fancy dress. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I did it. I themed it. I mean, our first show was just before Valentine's Day. So we just thought, oh, we'll, you know, we'll do that. And then, what did we do last time? Superheroes. Oh, Superheroes. That's right. Because I was, uh, I'd love to have seen the improv journeyman Mark Tyndall as Lex Luthor. As Lex Luthor, yes. <laughs> yes. He's, he's much enjoying hosting, is um, He's got plenty of experience with Duck, Duck, Goose, yeah. but normally he doesn't get to be a criminal mastermind, uh, I think to he's my had knowledge. His, he's had his costume made this time. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is how overboard everybody's going. Like, he's been to Austin and he had his costume made for him while he was there. It's like, oh, my God. Um, That's really exciting, though. I mean, not specifically Game of Thrones, but um, just... No, everyone gets really excited about it, and... and and it's nice because they all sort of get together in their teams <laughs> and they're all like, what music shall we come on to? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it's just quite nice. So I don't know. I think um, we've we've got our next one is Game of Thrones. We've got one in two weeks' time after that, which is a bit of a brain ache, um, which is going to be Eurovision. Right. Um, and then after that, I don't have a theme for the June one, and I'm actually thinking about doing it like you know, Whoa. stripping it back, man. Because that's Just like doing that's sports. what that's what Keith would have wanted. That's what Keith would have wanted. Yes, um, he's not dead yet, but like yeah, that's sorry, what Keith, Keith would like. It's what he'd like. <laughs> yeah, let's not bury him quite yet. Sorry, in case you're listening, Keith. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's adding variety. Just yeah. as you would do within the show, you're adding variety with it. So I'm actually thinking about like Sorry, just. <laughs> Does he listen? I don't think so. Oh, He's God, probably I got hope better not. things to do. He's probably killed himself listening to this by now. <laughs> no, uh, but who is that woman and why has she got my format? Because <laughs> um, yeah. you've got it licensed. You had to. You had to apply. That's you? right. That's yeah. why you've got it. Well, yeah. Somebody in his the organisation. ITI, exactly. No, yeah. I've got a provisional license. Oh, provisional. Oh, really? Yes. I have a year uh, of provisional license. And they can take it away if you. Uh... They can take my toy away if I don't behave. If I don't play nicely. Wow. Yeah. What, what 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 would you have to do wrong to, for them to take I it away? I think just bastardise the format, basically. Oh. And it, it's interesting. Theatre sports is the the format that. Keith is the most disappointed with. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> because so many people decide to take the show as it should be played and then say, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll take the judges away. Right. We'll let the audience judge. Right. Or, or that there's um, what we politely term the rescue horn, uh, which is a way of the judges getting off a scene that isn't going quite according to plan right and it's a bicycle horn literally right. so they can honk honk you off horn right off. um and uh and keith calls it the warning for boring so that <laughs> that's why you have to leave your ego at the door um but that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the horn but uh but yeah some people have got rid of the horn because their players don't like it and so slowly but surely it stops being theatre sports it stops being theatre sports yeah. and it turns into something else and when i applied for the format i mean patty taught me the format and she's on the board for the iti and so i messaged her and begged her nicely <laughs> to, to let me play um but i did say you know on my application i was like i firmly believe in the format in dubai we played it true to format yeah. and i've seen it work and i I believe in it yeah. as a format and so I've got no intention none at all um, <laughs> of of taking away the things that make it yeah, yeah. what that what it is because it, it's if you play it true it works yes. it really really works and it's lovely so um, so yes yeah, so I had to apply for this and uh, and in a year they will just make sure that I'm yeah doing it right Brilliant. And uh, been in contact with them, and and it's a great community actually. The ITI is lovely. They have a newsletter come out every month, and um, which I've been interviewed for. I think I'm in next month as well. Ah. <laughs> um, and um, and they're it's a very international community, but they're all they're just lovely. Like people from time to time will just literally drop me a line and say, "How's it going?" Oh wow! You know? And That's so really so nice. it's really lovely because you've not yeah. just got support from the London. Yeah. Um, scene yeah but you've got support from oh, around the world wow. as well oh, which is just yeah. really yeah it just leaves you with a warm fuzzy feeling oh that sounds great yeah um why why do you think people think that short form is lesser form i think literally because it's short and i think as well a lot of people i mean 
and theatre sports has suffered from this quite a lot, people think it's just games. Right. And, um, and it's not just no. games. In fact, we try and avoid playing games. Games right. are there as a games are there to provide the variety or maybe lift the energy of the show if the energy started to you know slide a little bit we've had a couple of difficult scenes or whatever games yeah. work games yes. are like yes. safe yes. easy things to do so if you just throw in a game it, yeah. it the audio it brings everybody back yes. like yes. um which again on a two-hour show yeah that's short form, so it's scene after scene after scene after scene. Like sometimes you need to throw something in like that just to give everybody a bit of a breather from watching another open scene. Yes. Um, so, so, so yeah, so I think that's, I don't know why it's gone that way, but I don't believe in it. So, and so that's all that matters. That's really. all that matters, <laughs> yes. That's all that matters. So um, you mentioned that there's the, there's so, in the theatre sports format, um, so will one team say, right, I want you, I, I want the next... You haven't been, have you? No, I haven't no, been, no. you should get down there. That'd be good, it um, sounds very good. It's very popular. Um, it is very popular. Um, also, I'm playing yeah, the naive interviewer for the, all the other people that haven't been there. Okay. But you're right, I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, The format is... You know, you get your two team captains walk to the centre, and basically it's like we, the Aardvarks, challenge you, the beer monsters, to the best scene uh, in a hotel, or oh, right. the best love scene, or whatever the best you love wanna, scene in a hotel, or the best love scene yeah. in a hotel. Well, no, you would never do that. Oh, why not? And I'll come to that in a minute. Oh, okay. So, so then you would say so you would take best love scene, okay? And then the other team would say, we accept your challenge, and let's dim a little bit and then the team the challenging team do their scene first right um, because they knew what they were going to challenge yes so they're at least mentally <laughs> one step forward <laughs> from the team that have just got the challenge so they do theirs and then the judges score them out of five and then uh, the lights dim again and the second team will come on and they will do their version of that challenge right trying to create something different to what went before right. them. Yeah. Um, so the challenging team normally have the advantage because they get to do yes. the obvious thing first. Right, and yeah, 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 yeah. And then so quite often if you're the next team, you'll be like, what are we going to do? Yes. What are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. Like, uh, anything lights up and, and away yeah. you go. They gave all the Pringles um, to the audience. Now we've got to eat yeah, the Pringles. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think we've had a challenge before, which was um, a truthful scene, or scene with truth, something like that. And the first team played a very um, beautiful scene, uh, very touching. All the audience were like, "Oh," like which is just the best reaction you can ever <laughs> get from an audience, I yes, think, anyway. I love it. Definitely, yes. Um, but uh, anyway, me and my, my partner were standing there, and we were like, what are we... I don't know what we're going to do. And then as our lights went up, I was like, it's okay, I've got it. And I asked the audience for um, a true historical uh, moment. <laughs> Which 
which they chose Napoleon. I don't know why everybody chooses Napoleon. It's like pineapple. Yes. Napoleon. Um, <laughs> Winston Churchill. Which I know nothing about Napoleon anyway, <laughs> apart from he was short, but that, that's about it. But anyway, so we then did a very light-hearted scene, which had no truth in it at all. <laughs> but it, I'd asked the audience for the truth. Right. So that, okay. Yes. I, we had upheld our challenge. Yes. <laughs> you know, not very truthful. We cheated, basically. <laughs> but anyway, so um, what was your question you asked me? Why would, would you not do a, why would you not have a challenge going, I challenge you to do the best love scene in a hotel? Because you'd get the same scene twice. <sighs> if you did love scene in a hotel, yes. similar things would happen in both scenes. Oh. It limits your variety a little bit because you've got to have a love scene yes and it's in In a hotel hotel. right yes so a love scene can be anywhere yes a hotel could have a love scene in it or it could be two work colleagues or it could be one person cleaning on their own like there's loads of different things so always with the challenges you always have to look at giving as broad a challenge as possible um, so that the number of different um, word things I've done a Jacqueline um, <laughs> a number of different alternatives on. there are um, are as bit like everything's as broad as possible basically yeah. for, for everybody to play with right that makes a lot of sense yes um, so um, so yes my team at this point if any of them are listening I'm really going god she goes on <laughs> this is what I do in rehearsals I'm like variety 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 no variety well that's the that's the um, that's the joy of the podcast format is that uh, uh, we can uh, you can talk at length and uh, you know people uh, will have turned off by now no I don't think I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so I think well, I mean, I don't know, obviously, but I presume once they've started, they're going to stick with it. And also with podcasts, you can do the washing up while you're listening to it. That's true. You know, I mean, I, I feel very guilty about watching television and film very quickly. Uh, but listening to podcasts feels very virtuous because I can also get the washing up done. I'm actually, not to, you know, not to sound like I'm a total suck up or anything, but I actually have been, I listen to the podcast sometimes while I'm doing my rehearsal planning. Oh, wow. Because people say stuff on your podcast and you're like oh that's interesting like and then that leads me to another thought and another thought and another thought and then it gets written down and regurgitated as my own idea oh that's brilliant i'm I'm really really pleased about that because you know i can't take any of the credit for these ideas so i do listen to the end (laughs) (laughs) um yes oh that's fantastic um yes i hope i hope that more of my guests are inspiring other people uh, it was uh, it was all Blah, right blah. and I wish I hadn't said that now uh, <laughs> it was it was a lovely thing you said and I've just gone and ruined it uh, I feel really embarrassed okay so um yeah I was just referring to my notes then um <laughs> which in the audio format if if we hadn't pointed out no one would have known about no. them, right? um Sorry. That's all right. That's no, just the magic. I mean, I don't want people to think I'm magic or anything or remember <laughs> remember things. It's mainly just listening and repeating things back. Um, okay, so um, you mentioned Maestro. Yes. Maestro is another Johnston format, um, which I also love playing. Um, just back history again. Um, Spontaneity Shop had the licenses for all of this um, and used to do maestros and theatre sports 
And so I think the last one in London was done in 2011. So when I first started on this adventure, I met with Tom. I was like, is it all right if I nick your format from you? And he was like, yeah, no, it's absolutely fine. We don't use it. And so they were very, very generous about it. Um, but Maestro is just a bit of a... Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, it's this fresh air. This fresh country soid air is making you sneeze. So I'm not going to sneeze now. That's weird. Oh, sorry. Strange. Have some flowers. There's some flowers there. Just breathe in. Sorry. Um... Oh my God, he's gone. I'm going, to blow, <laughs> it's going to blow my nose. I don't really want to do that on the phone. Should we pause? No, I think it's very tight. Let's keep this in. <laughs> so. I'm really sorry. Maestro. I'm, really I'm the one with flu. <laughs> um, what do you want to know about Maestro? <laughs> I just. Um, or is it just like you like the word? Or like, no, no. no, I just. Maestro's, Maestro's just another format, and it's um, it's a re another really fun one actually to play. It's about ten or twelve players, but instead of being in teams like a theatre sports match, it's individual. Right. So you all have numbers, and your numbers are in a bucket. All right. And two directors sit out the front and pull numbers out of a bucket so the directors might decide they would like four people up on stage so they literally like number one number four number seven number ten and you scoot on stage yeah, yeah. and then they see who they've got and they say okay we'd like to see um a well four people instantly tells me i would, would like to see a hoedown from those people <laughs> or, um, which all improvisers love there's nothing more improvised love to hear than we'd than love a hoedown. We'd like a hoedown now, thank <laughs> you. Um, but or you might just call out two people and say uh, we'd like a scene in a park. In fact, Jeff Dolan, who's who was the ITI rep for for um, Australia and Asia, I think, was we call it the Jeff because he just literally sits there and goes, "You're in a park," like that, <laughs> and that's all you get from him. Whereas some directors will be like, um, you know, we'd like to see a scene where you're doing this or doing something else, and like Jeff's like, "You're in a park." <laughs> that's it. That's all you've got. So you do these scenes, and then actually the audience um, score you for oh, that. Right. So yeah, they yeah. applaud. Yes. And yes. so the, the whoever's uh, scoring will say, "Was it a one? Was it a two? Was it a three? Was it a four? Was it a five? And the audience will clap according to what they think you should be scored. And then you, as the individual improviser, will collect your score for that scene. Oh, right. And so, obviously, you get pulled out with different players each time. So your scores start to change right. over time. Yes. Because your first scene, you might score a four with somebody. And then they'll be in another scene where they score a four. But you'll score a three in your next right. scene because you're with somebody else. Yes. And so it's an elimination process so by the second half of the show you're down to like maybe six improvisers and then you'll get down to the last three or two and then the winner will be the maestro ah, for the night wow, and they amazing. win something completely inconsequential yes. like you know a one pound coin or something <laughs> framed um and they're the maestro for the night ah. Um, but it's really nice because you can play it with completely inexperienced people yeah. or really experienced people yeah. and you can have this whole variety and, and quite often it's not fair because <laughs> even if you're experienced and you're good if you're on stage with somebody and who you haven't played with before yeah. or they're like really like really new at what they're doing like your job is to make them look good right? that's your job 
but sometimes it works and you and they ca- they ride on your right. yes. success yes. for like the whole yes. show and then they end up in the final <laughs> how did they end up there um, but other times of course you get scored low because yes. you haven't done your job properly right. yes. and um, or it just didn't work for whatever reason and so you get kicked off early so you get um but the audience come back week after week for this because they yeah. get quite possessive over their improvisers oh, really? and wow. they end up you know where they're like that was not fair that you got <laughs> off before the interval like that that was so good because that scene you know you should, and they cheer you and they're like you know if you get kicked off early they're like oh and you can hear them in the audience <laughs> wow like, so that's yeah it's I'd another format that, that, that's that. an interesting one to yeah. uh, to to maybe explore at some point in time cool so, but at the moment the theater sports is a big enough beast yes. at, at the present time i can't it's almost a full-time job interestingly yeah. <laughs> which, which given how much money it doesn't make you know, is, uh, yes it's tragic <laughs> <laughs> well nobody got into improv for the money. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. Okay, big question. Yes. Big, big, big final question. Okay? Yeah. And I'll give you a sort of a multiple choice of question, which you can answer either of the questions. Oh, okay. Or both. Okay. okay. So, uh, either thinking of yourself or thinking of the improv scene in London in mm. general, what would you like the future to hold? Oh God! What? And I have to choose one or the well, other. Well, you can answer both. It's just what? Wow. <laughs> well, I'm still getting to know the London improv scene. So, what do I want it to hold in the future? Well, me mainly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm only just sort of getting my foot through the door. Um, Thereby neatly answering both parts of the both. question. There we go. Um, but no, to sum up, I think. Do you know what? It's it's been a wonderful experience to come into it new and be completely welcomed and um, and be able to have set this thing up because I couldn't have done it without all the people that are on my team and um, and so I just want it to continue to be this really this place where everyone can work together and not go off in their little factions of like we trained there or we did this or we do that or something else but actually to remember that we've all got this common goal um and i just hope that i can be a little bit of a part of that because i've got so many people on my team (laughs) they do come from everywhere um so so yeah so that's what i hope for it really that um that i can continue to influence that brilliant Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me. That's really interesting. I made this. That's improv. (laughs)